Hello and welcome to XM Cinema. I am your host, Xavier Mustafa, and today we are going to be talking about Westworld, Season 3, Episode 6, called Decoherence, and oh my god, this was an absolutely great episode. But before we get into it, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Also, follow me on my social medias. They're all XM Cinema at Instagram and at Twitter and on Facebook. So catch me there. So I'm just going to let everybody know I know my episodes have been pretty short lately. This one is probably going to be a long one. So much stuff to go over. So much detail. So much awesomeness. So let's start from the beginning. So we start out with Maeve and Sirak having a conversation in the Valley Beyond. And Maeve is there, and before Sirak gets there, she's having these uh, flashbacks, you know, the ones that she she always has holding her daughter's hand in the field and everything. And Sirak pops up, and he tells her that Dolores can destroy this world that she fought and died for. Maeve says, if you're going to give me an incentive, that's not what I need. I need help. He agrees, but tells her, if you fail again, uh, then you're probably going to end up somewhere not like this place. So I guess robot hell, if you will? I don't know. Uh, next scene, she wakes up in the middle of War World. Then we cut to our friend William. And our William is in the middle of a cons- counseling session, a uh, group session, if you will. And there's a guy, Sherry, and then William goes, God's plan. He's like, you know, F God's plan. And so they said, okay, William, well, you, you know, go ahead, share share your thoughts. And then he gives us this quote. He, he says, he believes humanity is a thin layer of bacteria in a ball of mud hurtling through the void. If there was a God, he would have given up, given up on us a long time ago. He gave us a paradise and we used everything up, dug up every ounce of energy and burned it. We consume and excrete, use and destroy, then we sit here on a neat little pile of ashes, having squeezed anything of value that we ask ourselves, then we ask ourselves, why are we here? Do you want to know what I think your purpose is? It's obvious you're here along with the rest of us to speed the entropic death of this planet, to service the chaos, we are maggots eating a corpse. So then we go to William having a private session with a therapist. So while they're both talking, uh, her phone begins to vibrate. She kind of hits the button on it. It stops. Uh, William continues talking. It rings again. She hits it. You know, he continues talking. Um, and then based on what William says, she goes to her computer and she types in that she is putting him in what's called AR. AR therapy, AP, AR therapy. And so William begins to admit to being confused and not being able to see past the game and admits to killing Emily, and that's why he doesn't belong here. He belongs in a pine box. As this happens, he stops talking, and you hear the therapist crying. She has her phone in her hand, and you can see on the screen that she has her Rehobohem uh, report. And it says on there that she's going to be losing her medical license in one to two years. 
Things like having sex with patients is the reason for a downfall. Then you get a text message from someone named Alex, who I assume is her husband, that says, I'm taking the kids. Don't contact us. So she is distraught. She walks out of the room. Uh, the guys come and get him, take him back to his room. So then we end up getting to where William is strapped down to a chair, and he's getting that in the device, which I believe is called the drip. Uh, don't quote me on that, but he's getting that device installed in his mouth, and it looks like a very painful procedure because they put this thing under his mouth, and then these drills come out, and then it gets drilled into the, uh, the root of your mouth. So this happens, they also take blood from him, and when they run the blood, there's a protein in his blood um, that is unidentifiable. So what we can, what we know from that protein is the episode, which I think was two episodes ago, where Hale pretty much got him taken to a mental institution. She had stabbed him with uh, her finger, had like a needle on it, poked him and it had a black substance on it. So that was put into him on purpose. And in this episode, we find out why. We'll cheat in a little bit. So as he's being taken back to his room, he they go past the office where the therapist is. You actually see her commit suicide by hanging. Um, and he's just kind of like, what is going on? So they take him back to his room. Then we go to hell, which Delorei hell. Uh, because, you know, of course, she is Charlotte Hale, but she has Dolores's, uh, a copy of Dolores's Pearl in her. So that's why I call her Dolores Hale. This is the first episode that you're listening to. Um, takes her son home, and then when she gets there, uh, she tells, I believe it's her husband. I'm not really clear if this is a boyfriend or a husband. I would assume a husband, but she tells him he has to go to work. And he's like, you know, what's wrong with you? And she says that she's scared. And he's like, that's not the Charlotte I know. My Charlotte is, you know, not scared of anything. So he kind of, you know, I think he, like, gives her a hug or whatever. And then she sees that there's a tablet on the table that has his profile up, his Rehoboam profile. So she starts to kind of question him about it. She was like, uh, you know, you got your profile? He was like, yeah. He was like, I was looking into it to see what happened between us. And she's like, well, what did it say? And he's like, you know what? I wanted to know what happened, but I, I didn't read the file. He says, you know, he doesn't know what the future holds, and it's not up to a machine to determine that. So they have a quick embrace, and then next she seems walking to the Delos building. On the way to the Delos building, she runs into a gentleman. Oh, God, I forgot his name. But he's one of the board members. Uh, this uh, board member, I don't think we've never met before, but... He's like, you know, hey, we should be good. My votes and your votes, we should be able to take the company private without a problem so we can stop this buyout from this, you know, Surat guy. So as they're walking, there's a insight cleaning crew that's like doing like lawn care or something on the side. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys grabs uh, the Lori Hale, escorts her to the side. They take the other guy shoot him in the head, and once they shoot him in the head, they push him into a, like, um, I don't know, a canister, a collection canister or something, um, and they're like nothing's happened. Uh, one of the guy gives Hale a cell phone, 
and it's Rock. And it's Rock basically says, you know, hey, he knew what that guy was doing, trying to get the votes, take the company private. Uh, he's like, I'm going to be there shortly to finish this acquisition. So Charlotte, shaken, she calls Dolores and tells Dolores, hey, I failed. This is going to happen in less than two hours. You know, um, I'm, I'm sorry. And so Dolores asked her to get the host making data before Sorak destroys it. She says that she can't go in there. Charlotte kind of questions her a little bit. Um, she makes a comment. Uh, Hale makes a comment like, you know, Sharak is going to come after my family. And Dolores goes, that's not your family. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not my family. Uh, but, you know, I don't understand why we have these emotions. We could have taken the emotions out of our code. And Charlotte replies, if we change ourselves just to survive, would it even matter if we did? So she decides to go on with the plan. Now we go back to our buddy, William. William is being strapped to a chair in this white room, which looks ironically like the same white room our buddy Kate, uh, Caleb was in that he was getting strapped down to every time he had his flashbacks. So now things are starting to come together a little bit. Like, okay, he must, something must have happened to him. And he ended up going through this AR uh, process um, to, I guess, to, you know, help delete his memories or whatever the case may be. We still don't know the, the, what the AR therapy does. We know what it does to the men in black, but we'll get to that in a moment. But definitely this is what happened to Caleb. Uh, so he's strapped in a chair. There's a part where he freaks out. He bites a guy's finger. And what starts his freak out is when they put these glasses on him, he sees this kid walk in and you come to find out that this kid is William when he was, a, when he was a, I don't know, it probably looked like he was maybe 10 to 12, maybe, um, probably no older than 12. And he walks with him to his room. He's reading a book and next, you know, his dad comes in or you can hear the dad in the background yelling and he's upset about something. So of course you think it's one of those things, oh, man, William was probably one of those kids that, you know, had a drunk dad that, you know, took out his anger on him and beat him and stuff like that. And it's we find out that it's nothing like that at all. So right when that happens, uh, the you hear the dad freaking out, and you get this sense that he's coming to the room where they are. He's like, you know, get me out here, get me out here, get me out here. So that's when they try to restrain him. That's where he freaks out. He bites the guy's finger off. They send him back to the room, to his room. Then we go to Charlotte. Sorak arrives at the Delos building and says that no one can leave the facility and tells them to, re and he tells his guys to retrieve the assets that he requested. Then we shoot to Maeve. Maeve, uh, you know, she woke up in a war world. War world. Wow, I can't say that those words. She wakes up in War World and she runs across the Nazis as usual. And she decides, oh, I'm gonna fight them in my spare time while I'm, you know, hanging out here. So she kicks the crap out of all probably like fifty of these dudes. And she runs into Sizemore. Sizemore is like, Hey, you wanna go get a drink? She's like, sure. 
they're going to the bar, they're having a nice drink or whatever. Sizemore makes a crack that, you know, he's programmed the people that are in there to completely ignore him. And she's like, oh, probably like in real life. And, you know, they have a little laugh about it. Then she begins to realize that she can see through the simulation around her and actually see that she's back at Delos and her body is being printed. Now she can also see, she also can see that there's some other bodies being printed as well. And she says, oh, I'm about to get reunited with some old friends. And she keeps looking and she goes, oh, looks like I've been given an extra gift. So then they cut from there and they go back to Charlotte. So the time passes and the acquisition is complete. All of the logos change over from Delos to Insight. And Ciroc orders three assets to be delivered from the park and then destroy everything else. One of the board members is like, hey, why are you going to destroy a, a, you know, a trillion dollars in IP? And he says he doesn't need it. All he wants is the encryption key, and it looks like he's going to have to get it himself. He says that and kind of gives Charlotte like a look like, you know, you failed me. I got to get this myself. He had determined that there are multiple copies of Dolores, and due to the importance of Delos, there has to be one here. So he says no one can leave until everyone is tested. Charlotte agrees that he's going that she's going to find them and root them out, quote unquote. So the first thing she does is she goes to this area where there's this huge desk and this huge screen, and she starts to uh, download all of the, well, I guess insight now, but former Delos information. So you get this random henchman, and he's like, hey. What are you doing? You're supposed to be destroying the data. And she's like, oh, yeah, but you know what? I'm just making a copy of this. He's going to thank me later for this because this is a lot of great information. And he's like, uh, nah, I'm telling the boss. So, of course, he turns his back completely to Hale, who <laughs> snaps his neck for his troubles. Then she drags that guy away, and then we cut over to William. William gets woken up by his old friend, Major Craddock. So, he escorts him to a meeting. So, it, you know, you would think maybe it's going to be the same meeting like the one he was in earlier. Yeah, that would be great, but this one was much better. Uh, he walks into the room. He sees all these different versions of himself. He sees his boy version. He sees the uh, Jimmy Simpson uh, character. So, the younger William before he became the... You know, before he, you know, acquired Delos and all that good stuff. Then you have the Men in Black William. Then you have the uh, older, successful businessman, philanthropist version of William. And then, of course, you have current present day William. And guess who's hosting this little meeting? Guess who's the therapist in here? Our good friend, Papa Delos. Jim Delos is facilitating this meeting. So, these guys are kind of going back and forth. And what the common theme is, is everybody's kind of blaming the other um, uh, William for what the present-day William has become. So, but what you really come to realize is that he's always had darkness in him, even from when he was a kid. So, you find out... From the flashback, once it, you know William goes back to the room and it continues from earlier, 
you find out that he was at school, some kid was picking on him, he broke his arm and knocked out three of his teeth. And when his dad confronted him about it, he was like, yeah, I did it, and I would have did more. And his dad is like, what is wrong with you? And you come to find out that his dad drank because of him. So you kind of, like I said earlier, you kind of thought it was the other way around, like maybe the dad was knocking him around a little bit, but no, he was just a normal dad that had a son that was doing a lot of crazy, out-of-control things, and, you know, he drank because of it, so... Then you had all the, you know, Williams fighting with each other. And then we go to a scene back at cold storage at the park. And they locate Hector's body. They take the pearl out of his body. And then they go to the scene back at the bar with Maeve and Sizemore where Hector comes in. And Hector is still in his, uh, his war world character. So Maeve's like, oh, since you're here, I can actually, you know, give you your memories. So she touches him, he gets all his memories. Uh, they embrace for a minute, and then they go back to Charlotte. So Charlotte's on the computer. She's looking at stuff. She locates William. So we find out that that black liquid that she put in, she purposely put in so that when it's ran through a computer, she can tell where he is. She also finds that... Sir uh, that Sorak is rebuilding Maeve, and that he also has the pearl for Delorei Kano. So Kano, if you remember, was the one that that blew himself up after he released all of the insight information from Rehobohim to all the people. So he calls someone, which we assume is Dolores Prime, and says, the tracker in our friend's blood worked. I'm sending you the location, and we have a problem. They have Colonel, uh, Connell's Pearl. We go back to Maeve. The three of them go downstairs to a room that we've seen before. And I don't even know what to describe this room, but it looks like it's in a basement of a facility somewhere. And it's the room with the, um, it's the glass room. Not the one at Westworld. This looks like it's somewhere else. And it's the one where we see Bernard have the conversations with Dolores back and forth. Um, and I think we also see, I think Bernard had conversations with Maeve down there, I believe. But what's awesome, I mean, we have these two main characters, Dolores and Maeve, and they have never really interacted with each other too much. Like, every time they did it, it was real brief. But it was really great here because they got to sit there and talk to each other. Now, the Dolores that is down there is the Dolores that is inside of, well, was inside of the Kano character. So she kind of says, you know, hey, we were all one, and then we kind of went our own different paths. Um, so I thought that was interesting that she pointed that out. They kind of talk back and forth for a little bit, um, and then we go back to William. So, again, we've learned that even as a child, he had darkness in him. He uh, references um, Logan's quote that the park is simply, is simply there to reveal who you are. William learns that he can make his own choices and he just chose to make the wrong ones. And he, he makes a comment, if you can't tell, what does it matter? And then he says, you know what? I know what I have to do. So then we go back to Maeve. Maeve is talking with Dolores again. She asks him, she asks her rather, for the encryption key to the Valley Beyond. 
and she refuses. They have a discussion back and forth about power, who's right, who's wrong, who sacrificed who, who hasn't. Neither are saints, neither are villains, but they are both survivors, is uh, well, one of the quotes that uh, Dolores makes. Then we go back to Charlotte. Charlotte goes to a safe that's in her office. She gets a spray and a gun, and then she call home, call home, tell her husband, don't open the door, don't go anywhere, I'll be there in an hour. As she's walking away, she's told that Sorak has called a board meeting. So she's like, okay. So she goes to the board meeting. In the board meeting, you have a board member that's upset. He's like, listen, we don't even know who you are, and you're rounding up employees like we're criminals, all in the name of an idea that there's a host walking among us. As this is being said, Charlotte takes off her bracelet and kind of fidgets in her purse a little bit. So Rock tells the board member guy not to worry about that anymore because they found the host. And then he turns his head to Hale and says, isn't that right, Hale? Or should I say Dolores? And so they, you know, grab her out of her chair. They stand her up. And he's like, I've been watching you since I've landed. I was like, first of all, the real hell would not be trying to call her son if all this was going on at the office. Um, then she, he basically says that Dolores left you here to die, all like the rest of your kind. Then it flashes to the bodies in cold storage being torched. And the, and he also says that hell would never sacrifice herself for someone else. You start to hear people choking and coughing as Sorak is talking. And Sorak says, as you like to say, these violent delights have violent ends. You should have seen this coming. And then she replies, I did. The camera pans to the device that's emitting this odorless gas, or uh, this clear gas, and everybody in the room starts to pass out. So it's just her and Sorak standing there. She grabs the gun off of the table, fires at Sorak, Rock, and then you realize that it's a hologram. And I want to say one thing about Sorak. When Sorak is pissed, he has this great facial expert, uh, um, facial expression. And the way he was looking at Maeve, like you felt his anger. Like he was like, come on, like this chick. So from another room where he was physically, he, uh, you know, orders for, you know, his people to stop her. So, we see some great fight scenes here. She is whooping up on everybody. Finally, she gets to the room where they are building the host body. The host body. So, we're talking about Maeve. We're talking about... Now, I don't know if they were necessarily building. I'm pretty sure they weren't. But the Pearl was there with them for the Delorei Hell. And then there were some other ones. Uh, so I'm going to speculate on some of those later. But we know for sure one is Maeve, one is Hector, and then you have the Pearl for, and it's a damaged Pearl, by the way. Um, it's not fully intact for Delorei Kano. So Dolores and Maeve are talking, and they get to the point where Maeve says, as you can see, I have no choice but to fight you. And Dolores kind of agrees. And acknowledges that she probably planned for that and made her own plans. She goes on to say, you would need help and I would want to stop that. 
Maeve realizes at this point that Hale is in the printing room with all of their bodies and their pearls. She then destroys the Hector Pearl. And uh, in the simulation where they are in, Hector falls to the floor and Maeve screams in agony. Hale heads towards Maeve's Pearl, but she gets distracted by gunfire. She retreats, but on her way, she grabs Dolores Connell's pearl, and Dolores goes down in the simulation. So, Maeve is absolutely distraught, and I think it's mainly because she couldn't stop this from happening. And generally, if the pearl is destroyed, and Sorak has destroyed, well, I don't think he's destroyed all the data, because I think in the encryption key is just all the data for the people that were in the Valley Beyond, which Hector isn't in the Valley Beyond. So you would assume if his pearl is destroyed, he may be gone forever. But we're still trying to figure out the world, the West World, because maybe there's a way they can build another pearl for him. I don't know. But I'm assuming that's why uh, Maeve is as distraught as she is. So then we go to... Um, Oh, so when Dolores retreats, not Dolores, hell, when she retreats, she's, you know, whooping all the little henchmen that are coming down to get her. And I mean, it is probably by far the coolest action scene because think about it. Like she's already a phenomenal actress. Okay. So she's playing Charlotte Hill who has a Dolores Pearl inside of her. So she has to, basically she's almost playing two characters. And the way she gets to shooting people is just like when Dolores is on one of her missions and she's mowing down everybody. Like, I mean, she is like precision at, at its best. But she gets to a point where she's overcome in the hallway and she signals a riot control robot with her phone that makes quick works of the Chirac's, uh men that are surrounding her. You know, she shoots a couple ways. She ends up getting injured in the process, uh, but she um, she still manages to get away. So then we go back to William. At this point, William is killing all of his other <laughs> counterparts or uh, the history of William's, um, and Daddy Delos is just cheering him on, like, oh, give him one more for me, you know. And so William says that he is free from his own sins because it doesn't matter where he's been, good or bad, has led him to this. And he finally understands his purpose. He is a good guy. Then all of a sudden you hear Bernard's voice saying, do you know where you are? And the room starts to get blurry. And the AR glasses are seen being pulled off of William. And Bernard says they must have forgotten about him in all the chaos. He sees uh, Bernard and Stubbs. And Stubbs says maybe they just left him here because you know, they wanted to. So Bernard helps them off the floor. And then we go to Maeve waking up in the real world before we head back to hell. So when we get back to hell, she gets to her home 
She loads her family up in the car. She says, don't worry. Mama isn't going to let anything happen to you. She says they're going somewhere where nobody can find them. She promises to keep them safe. And at that moment, the car explodes in spectacular fashion. You see a Ciroc henchman leave the scene. And then shortly after, you see a charred hell crawling out of the vehicle. She looks at the wreckage. There's, there's, there's like tears in her eyes, kind of. And she is visibly upset. And then the show ends. Again, hands down, probably the best episode of the season thus far. And now I'm wondering, okay, what are they setting up for? Because this is the way I see it. I see on one side, you got Dolores Prime. You got Dolores Hale. You got Dolores Connell. You got Dolores Musashi. And then there's still this missing fifth pearl that we still don't know who that is yet, which I find fascinating that we're not going to get that into one of these last two episodes. And then on the other side, we're going to have probably Maeve, Bernard, Stubbs. I'm going to call them the men in white now. Clementine. And the reason why I know it's going to be Clementine is because there's... um, when Charlotte was using, you know, the computer screens and going through the, all the camera angles at Delos, when she got to the room where Maven and them were being built, it showed the ID numbers from the host. And there apparently there's a thread on Reddit, on Reddit, on Reddit, hope I said that right, where they've actually noted that that ID number is for Clementine. Now, there's another one that was not recognized and I have reason to believe that that's going to be and I'm going to butcher this poor girl's name Hanaro which was the girl from the Kone no Mai episode uh, which was another fantastic episode with Maeve when she was in um, what was the name of that world it was the uh when she was in Shogun World. I think that's going to be the last and final person. Uh, this has been speculated by a couple of people I've heard on podcasts and a couple of uh, um, other things that I've read. So I'm going to go with that. But see, one of the wild cards in this one is the Delora Hell. Because the Hell character, is she still going to side with Dolores? Because I think you would probably have to have one of them turn on her. And it would probably be that one because, I mean, she was really growing attached to this family. And Dolores is kind of like, no, this is not your family. Stay to the mission. And then you had Dolores Cano that actually said, hey, we all started the same, but we've all changed because we've been on different paths. So having... Her switch sides, I can totally see it happen. Like, I can see maybe a Stubbs going down or maybe, I don't know. I don't want Clementine to go down. But it might be Clementine goes down, and that would be the great replacement to, you know, equalize the two. And then another thing, too, that's always a theme is God in all of these uh, seasons. And so now you got Dolores who thinks herself kind of as a god. You got Rehobo him 
that acts as a god in a sense. You have Sorak that thinks he's a god because he has control of the system and can make, make whatever he wants happen. I kind of think what's going to happen at the end of this series, I think we're going to lose Dolores. I'm going to go on record to say that that we're going to lose Dolores Prime, we're going to lose Rehoboam, and we're going to lose Sorak. I don't, I don't foresee going forward those three characters or three characters slash entities going forward because... I don't know, Rehoboam and its control and Dolores and the control that she wants, like, you, you can't have that. You gotta have people be able to make their own choices. And then, of course, Rock is just, even though he's a good guy, he's doing it for, quote-unquote, all the, the good of mankind, but, you know, you're killing people in the process, left and right, you know, you, you can't do that, so... That's my thoughts on this episode. Again, this is Westworld Season 3, Episode 6, Decoherence. And please subscribe, hit the subscribe button, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, make sure you follow me on my socials at XM Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's a pleasure as always, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Have a great day.